2: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
3: This podcast on 97.3 The Fan is brought to you by Hamul Casino, San Diego's closest casino. Real close, real friendly, real fun.
4: I stand corrected. Welcome back to Gwen and Chris. Chris, Tony Gwen Jr., Mr. Scraby, along as we head into hour number three of our finally a Friday, it's broadcast. Uh, Tony uh, stepping out for a moment. So he's not going to be with us for today's uh, Chris of the fans. will return here in this uh, hour for our World Series preview, which comes up in about 15 minutes. Of course, game one gets underway tonight at about 5 o'clock. We also have a big five coming up in this hour. But what? where do I stand corrected, Scraby? Well, it turns yes. out that I had believed and thought for all these years that Craig Counsel, now the manager of the Milwaukee Brewers, had the distinction of scoring the game-winning run in two different World Series. Uh, Caller said I was mistaken. Caller was correct. Uh, Let me give that
5: caller some credits. Go ahead. And I just need to get their name correctly. Forgot their name.
4: Hector. All right. Thank you, Hector. Yeah, Council. Oh, you know
5: why Hector might remember this? I'm just seeing it now. His name is Hector Bell. So I think maybe that's why he remembers it. They share the same last name. Share
4: the same last name. Him and Jay Bell. Yeah, Craig Council did score the winning run in the 1997 World Series, bottom of the ninth inning, walk-off base hit by Edgar Renteria, which we were discussing there in our countdown of the top World Series. I said Council also scored the game-winning run in the 2001 World Series. That was when Luis Gonzalez blooped a single off Mariano Rivera to drive in two and give the Diamondbacks the win over the Yankees. Hector said no. It was Jay Bell who scored the winning run. We looked it up. You're right. Hector was Jay Bell. So, um, to me, that's one of those erroneous – facts that just kind of everybody has always agreed with because i've talked to you know a lot of people when you talk about the world series and you see craig Council managing a game and people oh yeah craig Council scored the game winning run in two different world series and everybody goes yeah that's amazing well, turns out it wasn't true
5: there's a lot of people with false facts out there false facts you know all about that scrappy i uh, no, not not in this case i've never said that in my life about no you craig never Council. said that
4: one yeah 1997 World Series was one of your favorites. Do you know the two teams who competed in that? Yeah, the Marlins and the uh, Indians. The Cleveland Indians, who are no longer, and the Florida Marlins, yes, who are the no Florida longer. Florida Marlins. Yeah, both teams the have Miami changed Marlins their names now. now since that time. Uh, all right, why don't you get on the phones right now? Because not only do I love to talk to all of you, but a chance for you to uh, qualify for a trip to Las Vegas coming up. The phone number to dial in to get that opportunity is 833-288-0973. All you have to do is take part in our little game called Chris vs. the Fans. And if you win, you will win the grand prize. It's a two-night stay at the Westgate Las Vegas Resort and Casino, plus a VIP pod at the Westgate Superbook, the world's largest race and sports book. You also win a $250 food and beverage credit. Game is a simple one. We ask you some trivia questions. If you don't know them, you can still move on in the game. If I don't get the question correct, and that does happen from time to time, also what happens from time to time is people just sweep the category. That's true. And win the, uh, win the game straight up. Yeah. And We've then, had some really good contestants oh, lately.
5: This week has been off the, off the hook, off the off chain. Off the chain. Off the chain. So many good yeah. Padres fans knowing a lot about it. And, uh, it, and we're also doing the first-time playoff. If you're a first-time player to this game, you just need to let us know before you start playing and you get the first question for free. So just make sure we know before you start.
4: Nothing wrong with that.
5: No, the rules are you have to make it through three questions. Each question's going to get more difficult. If you get the question right, you move on. If you get it wrong and Chris gets it right, you are eliminated. But if Chris gets it wrong, then you move on to the next question or you win and if you are on the phone right now and you can hear me stay right there and just listen for your name so let's get started chris did we ever play the intro today
3: now If you had one shot, one opportunity to take down the human almanac himself. Howdy-do. Now is your time. Listen to me, this guy is dangerous. Now is your opportunity to win a prize. Well, I hope you know what you're in for. Chris versus the fans starts now on 97.3 The Fan. All
5: right, with that out of the way, let's get into our first contestant. Let's go to Brad. Bo-rad. Brad, how are we is, doing today? Is Bo-Rad is related it, to Brad? Yes. <laughs> What's up, guys? How's it going? Hello, Brad. <laughs> I don't think so, Chris. Right. Uh, <laughs> it's going well, Brad. Here we go. Question number one. There are a lot of uh, playoff questions in this one, not necessarily Padres playoffs. You've been going uh,
4: going well, it's, gangster, it, it, gangbusters on, it's these, easy. Uh, it's on easy. these playoff questions lately.
5: All right, Brad, which Padres catcher led the Padres in sack flies in 2022? And I'm giving you the position so you can narrow it down. Catcher.
4: Most sacrifice flies. Uh, Boy, that's, Nola? Nola is correct. That's a category we all love to keep an eye on. Well, he, sure. The reason
5: I asked is because he was by far
4: and away the most he flies. He led the team?
5: Yes, he led the team in sacrifice flies. How many did he flies? have?
4: I think like 12 or 13. No way. That's a lot of sacrifice flies. Okay, maybe season. I'm wrong. Maybe
5: I'm wrong. It could be right. I'll look it up. You do the second okay, question. Okay, let's go, Brad. Question number two.
4: Aaron Nola. Austin Nola. Aaron Nolan. <laughs> oh, yes, Aaron Nolan. Austin Nola had nine sacrifice Okay, flies. I wasn't even close. One more. Aaron she, Nolan. Yeah. His brother, Austin, had nine. Uh, Jake Cronenworth had eight. All right, uh, go all ahead. Right, I was way wrong on all of that, but yeah, I still got to answer it. Right. Right.
5: Uh, all right, Brad, I'm sorry you have to sit through all of this. No, we have to have things accurate. Uh, what team, what baseball team had the worst record among playoff participants this year? So who had the lowest record, the worst record, basically, in the playoffs? Phillies with, like, 87 wins. Phillies, 87 wins, correct. That's <laughs> Is incorrect,
4: though. What? Oh, there was a team that had fewer wins than the Phillies. I believe so. Now ah. I'm triple checking. Because now you're I'm, triple checking. I'm in my head. Uh, the only thing I can think it would be the Tampa Bay Rays. Okay, good. I was correct. Uh, sorry. What about did that. they have? Oh, Sorry about that. They had 86 wins. Oh wow! Yeah. I would have guessed the Phillies too. Sorry, Phillies
5: were 87 wins. Yeah, Tampa Bay. Yeah, I would have guessed the Phillies. Wins. All right. All right. Well, we are off and running here. Let's That go... opens it up for somebody else it does. to get an opportunity. Let's go to our next contestant. I believe Charles. I haven't been able to screen you. Is Charles on the phone? That Hello. would be me. All right, <laughs> Charles. Have you ever <laughs> right, played Charlie. this game before?
3: I have not. I'm a first-time
5: player. First-time player. Here we go. He's We're moving now. to
4: question number two. All ready to question number two. It goes that question. All right.
5: There were four wildcard teams that hosted a three-game series in their city. Name three of the four cities that hosted games.
1: Four this wild year.
5: Card, this year, four wildcard teams had home games. W- name three of the four teams. I think you'd have to name them all. All right, name them all. No, actually, three of the four. <laughs> That would be a question number two. Hey, right, good luck.
4: All
3: right, let's go um,
4: uh, New York. Mets. Okay, New York Mets. Right. Yeah, we know about that series. Yes, we do.
3: Okay, and then St. Louis Cardinals. Very good.
5: Okay, number two. Losers to just, the Phillies. Just one more.
4: One more. Oh, come on. Uh, I'm
3: just watching all these
6: games, too.
4: Yeah, they all start uh, to run together.
3: So stay there, stay there, stay
5: there. I know Chris knows this. But... Well,
4: I'll answer his question. Uh, Tampa Bay was in Cleveland, mm. and the other series was Toronto hosting Seattle. So,
5: sorry about that, Charles. Sorry, sorry about that, Charles.
4: Good effort. Yes, good good effort. effort. Good effort. Very yeah. good effort. Sometimes those new things are actually harder to remember. Yeah. and I've been a also... victim
5: of that in the past. Yes. Let's go to our next contestant, Tyler. Tyler, are you there and ready well, to play? What do you play? say, Tyler? Yeah.
4: He's How's ready. it going, guys? Good, very good. good. Have you ever played you, before? Tyler.
5: Yes, sir, I have. Okay. All right, here we go. Here we go. Which World Series team has not lost a game in this postseason? Uh, Astros.
4: Astros. Astros is, is correct. Right. Right. I know, Chris. Did you a little warm-up there?
5: Yeah, a little warm-up. Here we go. Question number two. Let's go with this one. Which Padres player was hit by the most pitches this season? my God. As usual, Scraby going out of a limb. No, this is not a limb. pitches. Uh, I'll guess Grisham. Grisham. Grisham.
4: I guess Grisham. Stay there. Stay there. I don't know. You don't know? I don't. But I'll guess Jake Cronenworth.
6: Sorry about that, was that just Tyler. A total
4: guess, Tyler. Yeah. Um, How many did he get hit by? Do you know? Or are you? Just... I think it was sixteen, but I'm not sure.
5: Sixteen? <laughs> no way. That maybe would be like two, a major league record. Maybe that's where I'm getting the twelve from.
4: That would be like a that would be a major league record. Sixteen hit by pitches. I don't think that's possible. Let me see. He did get hit by sixteen okay. pitches.
5: I was right, and Jake. Was... Get out of the way.
4: Uh, seriously, right? Man, that's a ton of hit by pitches. I wonder if he led the league. Uh,
5: I don't know. But anyway, we're moving into Yeah, the, move on. We're gonna we're gonna move into the tiebreaker round. We gotta keep this on the rails today, okay, Chris? All right. Let's go to uh Jason and Santee. Jason, are you there? I'm here. Have Hi, you Jason. played the tiebreaker round before? I have not played time. Okay, here we go. I'm going to give Chris – I'm going to ask him for a – I'm going to give him a number question. You'll find out in just a second. Chris is going to guess guess a number, and then you guess whether or not the actual number is higher and lower than what Chris guessed. Chris, how many stolen bases has Jake Cronenworth had in his career? Jake's – boy,
3: yeah. (laughs) Excuse me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
4: Jake Cronenworth has stolen in his career – 19 stolen bases. 19 stolen bases.
5: Jason, is the actual answer higher or lower than 19?
0: I'm going to go lower. You're going to go lower.
5: And you know what? That was a smart move because you win. Very good. It was actually he has 10 stolen bases in his
4: career. So stay there, Jason. Not too many. All right. Very good, Jason. You are today's winner of the uh, qualification for the two-night stay at the Westgate Las Vegas Resort and Casino, plus a VIP pot at the Westgate Superbook, the world's largest race and sports book, $250 food and beverage credit on top of that. And we're pretty close to the end of the month, so it shouldn't be long before you uh, find out whether or not you've won. But stick around. Scraby will take your information. Well done by Jason. We'll come back, have a little preview, Tony, and I'll chat about the World Series. Oh, yeah, yeah you might have heard. It gets underway here in just a little bit down in Houston.
2: Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.
4: Oh, the sound of a weekend coming up. Welcome back to Gwen and Chris. Crisello, Tony Gwen Jr., Mr. Scraby, together in our Odyssey Palace studios, and of course, uh, with the weekend coming up, we are kicking off the 2022 World Series, the Fall Classic, as it was once known. I guess you can still call it the Fall Classic, although is it really a classic if one of the teams has 87 wins? Well, we'll find out. The Philadelphia Phillies will take on the Houston Astros. Game one coming up tonight in rainy Houston, where the roof will be closed, and uh, Tony... I guess, uh, you know, these teams had no idea about three weeks ago they met in the final series of the regular season in Houston. The Phillies went down there and they had to win at least one game to qualify for the playoffs. And interestingly, they won that game behind tonight's game one starter, Aaron Nola, actually took a perfect game into the seventh inning. The Phillies shut out the Astros and clinched their playoff spot. In Houston, yeah. and now they're back, surprisingly, in Houston. I I think first, as far as the whole World Series is concerned around here in San Diego, it's bittersweet. It really is, because they're going to introduce Bryce Harper and the Philadelphia Phillies tonight, and they're all going to get to run out to the first baseline, and we're all going to imagine Padres doing the very same thing. Absolutely. And being disappointed that they're not. So,
6: Yeah, that's the tough part, right, is that uh... – you know we'll miss out on we miss out on that opportunity to see our guys take the line and 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 you know do things of that nature. And, you know that's kind of how it goes. You know, yeah, unfortunately, those, them's are the breaks. But uh nevertheless, a good run for the Padres. Two these, these two teams. I know who would have thought the last three games of the season would have been a preview for what the World Series is going to look like. Yeah, here we are. Um Aaron Nola versus uh, Verlander, so it should be a good one.
4: Yeah, Justin Verlander, we talked about it yesterday, is 0-6 in World Series play. He's never won a World Series start. He'll be trying to break that spell tonight, but for the Phillies, I mean, who knew? I mean, they they celebrated being the final team into the postseason in Houston. The series goes six or seven games, and they win it. They could be celebrating in the exact same location an unlikely world championship. What do you think the Phillies have to do? You just saw them for a week against the Padres. Obviously tons of clutch hitting, big-time bombs. What do they have to do to knock off uh, a favored Houston team in your mind, Tony?
6: They're going to have to keep that magic they have going. That's first and foremost. Uh, the bullpen has to continue to be lights out like it has been. And Aaron, I, I think Aaron and um, Wheeler – have to continue to pitch like number ones that they have, and you get that magic. Oh, and I think probably the most important element is Bryce Harper has to <laughs> he has to do Bryce Harper things. I, I think um, outside of that, Houston has the advantage. They are um, deeper from really all aspects, especially starting pitching. Um, they're suited for a best of seven with you know fewer off days than normal, and so. Um, I'm at, I, at this point, you you have to give Phillies a puncher's chance. At this point, they've knocked off everybody that's been put in front of them. Yeah. Um, but the Astros are are really good.
4: They're another uh, they're another uh, level for sure. Uh, here's the thing with the with the Philadelphia Phillies, and and I know that the Padres probably tried to do the same thing. But you talk about pitching around Bryce Harper. Nick Castellanos has not been hitting all that well for the Phillies. He bats behind Harper in their lineup. And I thought about it in the Padres series. Why didn't the Padres pitch around Bryce Harper and just see if, you know, Nick Castellanos could beat them? The answer to that question was every time Bryce Harper came up, there were guys on base. The guys in front of Bryce Harper kept getting on base, Real Muto and uh, and Schwarber and and, and Hoskins, And, and they were doing damage at the top of the order. If there's runners at first and second and nobody out, you can't pitch around Bryce Harper. You have to pitch to him and that's what happened to the Padres. And that's
6: what that's why, you know, although it's unorthodox, it's also why it's it's kind of a brilliant idea to have Schwarber hitting in the leadoff spot. Because if he's not hitting a solo shot He's walking. He's walking at yeah. a at a at a high clip and now he seems to be healthy and so you're getting the best of Schwarber and then behind them you have another dude who gets on base and Reese Hoskins and you know and, and so that, that becomes the dilemma. You gotta keep either Schwarber off the bases or from hitting a solo shot, and then you have to be able to keep the other two guys off base, Our Hoskins off base, because it makes it much more difficult to pitch around Bryce when those two dudes are on, on the base path. And that's where the Padres found themselves uh, on a couple occasions.
4: That's exactly what it seemed, seemed like it happened to the Padres. As far as Houston is concerned, we don't follow them nearly as close here in a National League city but they've put together another you know unbelievable season 106 wins they ran away with the AL West they've done something that only two teams previously in the wild card era have done and that is they've gone undefeated through the first two rounds of the playoffs the other two teams were the Rockies in 2007 and the Royals did it as well Uh, the year they ended up losing to the Giants in the World Series both
6: teams lost and both
4: teams lost the World Series after getting there undefeated but uh, you know, with Houston, it, it's a one through nine thing, isn't it, Tony? I yeah. mean, it, it, I mean, Martin Maldonado is probably the one light hitting guy in the lineup. He's their catcher. And even he's a finalist for a silver slugger award. But uh, the rest of this Houston ball club, they just can do down. You can't rest if you're pitching against them. That's, that's what's tough. And I, I think a lot of pitchers will say when they're going through a lineup, they try to find somebody they feel comfortable getting out. And I don't know that there's anybody on this Houston team you can feel comfortable about that.
6: Comfortable getting out?
4: Getting out, yeah. (laughs) There
6: there isn't. And, uh, I mean, that's what makes these lines. So today, for instance, you got Altuve leading off. You know how good of a player he is, although he struggled in the postseason. So far. So far. Uh, Jeremy Pena has basically filled the exact shoes, not smaller shoes, He's filled like the exact shoes of of Carlos Correa. Yeah,
4: he was the championship series MVP.
6: Jordan Alvarez might be the best left-handed hitter in all of baseball, pitting 30. I mean, he can do anything in terms of with the bat. Uh, You got Alex Bregman, who seems to play his best baseball during this time of year. You got Kyle Tucker, who is, I think – Probably the most underrated offensive player in their lineup. You
4: take a breath when he comes up, and then he hits one over the fence. <laughs> exactly,
6: Yuli uh, uh, Gurriel, who's been there throughout the run, he's gotten hot. Uh, Trey Mancini, who they made the deal, he's in the lineup tonight. He's playing. He's in the designated hitter spot. You know, he's a good player. Chas McCormick, who had a big NL or ALCS, a couple big homers against the Yankees, and then you got Martin Maldonado. That might be the first time you can go. <laughs> but as you said, he's a, he's a silver slug, uh, slugger finalist. By so. the
4: time you get to him, eight runs are already <laughs> in. Right.
6: So they're deep. And then, you know, on, on the pitching side, I think uh, a guy who's kind of a throwback who probably will throw game two is Frambois Valdez. Mm. Not a do- he, he can punch you out, but he can also get just ground ball after ground ball after ground ball. Next thing you know, he's only 80 pitches deep into eight innings of pitch. And you've got nothing. And, and that is really like that up and down that starting rotation.
4: Yeah, Frambois Valdez uh, set a record this year, I believe, with 25 consecutive quality starts. That's how good he's been. He followed that up with two more in the postseason. Astros and Phillies, game one. It starts tonight in Houston. We'll see if it turns into a fall classic or if it's just a coronation for the Houston Astros. We'll come back with more Gwen and Chris. Big Five is coming up right around the corner. Stick around. All right, you got your World Series preview. Let's get you ready for the other big sporting event tonight. Lakers <laughs>
3: <laughs> going after their first
4: win of the year in Minnesota. They're going to have to do it without Anthony Davis. He's been scratched oh, no. with lower back tightness. Sounds to me like he just doesn't feel like playing. I was just have to say, I I'm sorry. Worry. If I have tightness in my back, I would never be able to play. Like, that'd be. I'm out every game. You're not kidding, Chris. I always have tightness in my back. That's automatic. Yeah, you're not kidding. So, these guys get paid so much money and they just. Got a little twinge. And
5: I, I not know, playing tonight. I know that I'm not a professional athlete, and I know that it's probably
4: much more difficult. I agree with that, but it just but seems still. like your team's 0-4. you got to win a game. you got to play with a sore back. got to find a way to get in the lineup tonight, but Anthony Davis won't be doing it. LeBron James will be required to carry the Lakers as he's done forever. <laughs> Did you know that LeBron James has scored at least double figures In every single game he's played since 2007? Uh, I don't know what's going on with my phone right now, so I will answer. uh, Say that one more time. LeBron James has scored at least double figures in every single game he's played since 2007. That is pretty wild. You would think like one night, you know, he'd get nine. Yeah. Yeah. But, no, he's done it over 1,100 consecutive games. Wow. It's really amazing. That is a lot. Yeah. So, uh, LeBron's pretty good for double figures at least. Every That's incredible. Like I said, one night, you know, you shoot four for 20 and you score eight points. But hasn't happened to LeBron James in 15 years practically. All right, Lakers and Minnesota get going at the top of the hour. But we're going to get going now on today's Big Five. <sighs>
1: the spring back into your step and into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.
2: If your day sounds like we need the report ASAP, you deserve Madella. If you've persevered through. You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp and refreshing taste. Or if you overcame. Two more. Tour. You deserve this ice cold reward. Modelo, the markable fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port Chicago,
0: Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio.
5: And the Big Five is brought to you by Penske Lincoln in La Mesa. Good looks, elegance, sophistication. That's what it's like to drive a Lincoln in. Penske Lincoln in La Mesa makes it uncomplicated and easy. (laughs) Chris raised his hand. Penske Lincoln, (laughs) 8850 Grossmont Boulevard. This actually scares me, Chris.
4: When are you going to get delivered your free Lincoln? You've done a wonderful job promoting Penske Lincoln for so long. I think it's about time these people reach out and reward you. I believe Ben Higgins. This is not true, but I believe Ben Higgins gets the Lincoln. He gets a Lincoln. This yeah. is not true. Well, i would be confused
5: because I don't think he actually gets a Lincoln. Ah. But I believe that if anyone were to get a Lincoln, it would it be would Ben Higgins. Higgins. Well, I'm,
4: I'm calling on the people at Penske Lincoln to <laughs> deliver for you, Scraby. You've been uh, really Thank good you. to them. I for do over need a new
5: years. car. I just told you guys the other day my car's at a hundred ninety-seven thousand miles. So. Tony,
4: just uh, close your eyes for a moment and close picture, your picture eyes. Scraby pulling up to work in a brand new Lincoln Continental. Ooh. I don't know if I fit a continental, I'm
5: but
6: squinting really hard,
4: <laughs> trying to see it. I can't is it see it. Is the continental
5: an SUV or the sedan? See, this is those why I can't long, see it. Those are those it's,
4: long sedans, about oh,
5: eight gosh, mile long no, cars. No, no,
6: continental. Would, I,
5: would, I would not be good at a
4: <laughs> yeah. long sedan.
6: I think it'd be hilarious. You pulling I, up. I a, was squinting really hard.
1: Lincoln
4: Continental. Come on, Penske Lincoln, come through for scraby. I don't know why Chris is attacking you, but <laughs> I will
5: take a car if you want to give
3: me one. <laughs> Number
5: five. Here is the trending Padres topic I saw on Twitter this morning and we had a nice discussion about it. I tweeted about this at Matt Scraby. Everyone, not everyone, let me calm down. I'm gonna I'm gonna slow it back a little bit. Take it back.
4: Two people that you follow.
5: No. <laughs> I saw on Twitter that some fans would like for the Padres to go all in and trade for Shohei Otani because there's rumors that the Blue Jays and and other teams are looking into a trade. I tweeted I don't necessarily think that that is the move for the Padres. Some agreed, some did not, and some wanted to give up Fernando, and I definitely do not agree with those that want to trade Fernando to the Angels. So, Chris, would trading for Shohei Otani help the Padres get over the NLCS hump and make it to the World Series?
4: Hasn't helped the Angels do anything. I'll tell you that. Uh, that's the first thing. That's the one thing I know. As far as beyond that, I really don't know uh, whether Shohei Otani would get the Padres over the, the hump. It would add a superstar to the roster. Uh, I don't know that the Padres and Tony probably has a little better feel. I don't know any more pieces the Padres have left to, to trade off. Unless you're going to trade one of your superstars for that particular superstar. And in that case... I, I just re- assume go to go to bat with and go to war with the guys I have now. I, I, I like Fernando Tatis coming back. He's got a lot to prove. He's got a whole city to try and win over again. Uh, I think he's going to be highly motivated. I think Juan Soto is going to be highly motivated to put this season behind him. I know Manny's going to be great. So I'll go. I'll go with those three guys. Uh, Otani obviously adds to your pitching staff along with everything else. He's he's very desirable. I just don't know that the Padres have. Any pieces left after the trades they made. Tony, would Shohei Otani help the Padres get over the NLCS hump and make it to the
5: World Series?
6: No, I don't think so. I think, uh, ultimately, what you'd have to get up in order to get him would subtract what, from what you already have.
5: You're looking at a Hassan Kim, maybe, Jake Cronenworth type of guy. Oh, you'd plus have to give up, bunch. like, Fox, yeah, guys? Yeah. That's, it's superstar for superstar. I'm, I'm good.
6: I like—Shohei uh, is a fabulous baseball player, but— I'd rather uh, keep the core that the Padres have already.
4: I agree. I
6: definitely agree. Plus,
4: you Darvish's interpreter is busy enough. <laughs> I don't... <laughs> Tony okay. said so. He said <laughs> the guy's
5: like the hardest working guy in the this organization. Is true. This is true. He can't take on another
4: client. No, he can't
5: have
6: another
5: client. <laughs> Number four. Also... Shout out to Shingo. Also... There we go. Shout out. Also, uh, the Padres just said the other day that they're looking to sign Juan Soto for the long term. I think they got enough big money players that they need to keep on the team without another one coming to town. Agreed. Despite widespread speculation, Yankees owner Hal Steidenbrenner said he anticipates Aaron Boone to return in 2023 for a sixth season as the manager of the team. He said, as far as Boone's concerned, we just signed him, and for all the same reasons I listed a year ago, I believe he is a very good manager. I don't see a change there. So Dave Roberts, we all know he faces the same question every single year at the Dodgers. Tony, when is it time to move on from a successful manager?
6: Uh, is there a time to move on from a, success, a, a, a successful manager? Not a formerly successful, not has been successful in the uh, past. Dave Roberts and Aaron Boone. I don't know that. Who are you? Ge- so you're you're getting rid of those two, to bring in somebody with no experience that hasn't done it before? Because or, 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 if I'm just saying, I, I don't know that there are, you know, enough managers out there to just be firing the likes of uh, Dave Aaron Robbins. Boone and yeah. Dave Roberts, and you know somehow grabbing another you know, brilliant mind. This, You know, if, if, that, if they were all growing, be, there'd be no more really, as they like to call them, retreads, right? There, there's reasons why. I know Dave Roberts was once um, a, 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 a new, new, man, new yeah. manager. But, you know, in a lot of those cases, it's like, oh, you can see it coming. Like, they're going to be a good manager. A lot of people thought Dave Roberts would be a good manager. Turns out they're right. Same goes with Aaron Boone. He was in Doing baseball, uh, Sunday night baseball, he was. and That's and, right. and you could just tell like he would be a good manager, and it turns out he is. Uh, does that mean you win a World Series every year? It's, it, we haven't seen it in the history really of baseball, other than Joe Torre, right? So you know, I, I just think you have to keep it in perspective. What it is that you're trying to, what is the attribute that you're trying to capture in this new manager that the one that you have doesn't have.
4: Well, uh, in lieu of using a stronger word, I will just say the Yankee fans are unreasonable. Uh, They're they're beyond unreasonable. I mean, this whole notion that the entire Yankee front office needs to be fired and Aaron Boone needs to be swept out the door after a 99-win season is preposterous. It is hard enough to win in Major League Baseball one year, let alone consistently win every year. Aaron Boone did not fail the Yankees. The Yankees' offense failed the Yankees. They struck out 50 times in the ALCS in four games against the Astros. Aaron Boone didn't strike out once. I, you know, maybe Tony remembers, but there was a time when the Lakers had Shaq and Kobe and all of these stars, but they had Dell Harris as their coach. And I like Dell Harris, <laughs> but it took bringing in a guy like Phil Jackson to get right. that team to a championship level. Aaron Boone, Dave Roberts—certain guys have the ability to manage superstar players and have experience managing superstar players. It's not easy to do to keep them all happy. I think Aaron Boone does. Uh, Aaron Boone rather does a tremendous job, and the Yankees would be silly I, to part
5: with him.
6: I get the idea of, of maybe a, a voice change. But who out there is going to be captivating? Here's
5: a, Here's a name. I don't know. It's locally Mike Schilt. He's a he has a manager with experience who has you know, probably wants to
4: move up at some point. Okay. And what is Mike Schilt one? I mean the same I'm as not, Aaron just, Boone. Just,
5: yeah, exactly. He's I'm had a good contending. He, he has a
4: when he was managing when he was managing the okay. Cardinals. He had a good contending team that didn't win any World
6: Series. That's the same as Aaron Boone already is. I I will concede that 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 is like the only one? the only name out there though. There aren't a whole bunch of Bruce those Bochy's just,
5: gone. If you want someone with experience, again, there
6: aren't a ton of those type of that people who can walk into a room like. And listen, the Padres got their manager. Who was already managing somewhere. It wasn't even like he was a... It was like a, a, a one of those deals that doesn't ever really happen. Yeah. And those guys don't just grow on trees. Like, the people who can command the locker room just by walking in and have those type of players' attention, it, there's something to be said for that. And by the way,
4: the winner of this year's World Series will be a first-time World Series winning manager. An interim manager that turned into the manager. One's an interim manager. The other's a longtime guy who they've said couldn't get it done. Guess what? Dusty Baker might about to be getting it done. I'm cheering for the Astros just for Dusty Baker. All right. You do that.
5: (laughs) Number three. There are a ton of rumors right now going around about where free agent wide receiver Odell Beckham Jr. will sign once he is ready to go after or ready to go after tearing his ACL in the Super Bowl last year. I saw the Chiefs, the Patriots, the 49ers, the Dolphins, and then strong rumors he's going to be a Buffalo Bill. Current Bill Von Miller has been saying he thinks Odell is going to be a Bill uh, coming up, but nothing official has been released. I'm seeing November as maybe a possible return. But here's where I want to go with this, Chris. When we talk
4: about Odell Beckham Jr. in 20 years, how are we going to remember him? Well, we're going to remember the catch he made when he was a member with the Giants. That's one of the things I think that always pops into my mind every time I think about Odell Beckham Jr. One of the greatest catches a receiver's ever made, and it's been played over and over again. Secondly, He's probably going to have a little Kevin Durant to him. Uh, and, and that is being a guy that, you know, seems to look for a perfect situation, seeks it out, and goes to that team. I, I, I think that's how we're going to remember him. I don't know that that necessarily means you remember him poorly. He won a Super Bowl with the Rams. He'd like to win another one. His best option is certainly not the Patriots. Uh, it's certainly not the Dolphins. Uh, it certainly is the Bills. So I, I would be stunned if he went anywhere different than the Bills because he wants the third receiver. Uh, it, it, who wins a Super Bowl. I mean, that's a perfect spot for Odell Beckham, but I can't say I blame him. I mean, he and you've got the kind of skill he has and people, you're in demand. Why not go ahead and sell yourself to the best team? And that's what he does. Tony, how are we going to remember Odell
6: Beckham Jr. in 20 years? I think kind of like a mercenary, right? Like, he just a goes he, he like goes to whatever the team is that he needs to be that guy for and he comes in and he helps win. I mean, he's got, he he has the whole thing of signing with the Rams and helping them win a Super Bowl. Kind of going for him, even oh, though yeah, he, they did sign it, it wasn't a trade. No, yet. it well, was it sign. No, 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 it, it was. They did release the Browns, was, Browns released, released them, him, yeah. right? So I mean, once you're a part of a team that wins a title, that in itself pushes you a long way.
4: It's like Academy Award
6: winner. Right. It's
4: attached to your name, Super
6: Bowl winner. And then you add on top of that that even though he's had the few knee injuries and we'll see how this one responds, he's ultimately responded with no issue at all and is very difficult to cover. And so, you know, as long as that continues as as he comes back from this latest ACL, uh, I don't see anything changing for him.
4: I'll also remember him as a guy I picked up on my fantasy team last year and who disappointed me. (laughs) As many people have, it seems like. A lot of people will have (laughs) that feeling.
5: I had Odell last year, too, and then I think I dropped him for Donovan People Jones. smart. Smart. Number two. I got about seven push notifications this morning, and I thought something really serious had gone down in our world. You know, NBC News, CBS News, CBS Sports, ESPN, just to name a few, The Athletic. Push notification was for something I didn't think of, and it was Tom Brady and Giselle are officially filing for divorce. I'm not going to go into the details because we don't really know what's true, and I think you guys would be proud of me for that. As much as I've been rankled by Tom Brady in the past, I think now is the time to be respectful and give him some space, even though no one's probably going to let him do that. So, Tony, I've asked this before, and I may get the same answer. Is Tom Brady's divorce from G- Giselle? Off limits to the NFL media.
6: Uh, in terms of him being okay. asked about it, yes, I think so.
5: So at practice, someone walks up. Hey, Tom, is, is this they, a, is this regular beat writers? This is yes, national media regular beat writers. Okay, so so he usually does. I don't know that he does this, but let's say he does a Wednesday. What's
6: the question? The question is uh, no, no. Not what is your question? What oh. is Tom Brady being asked about? Tom, his...
5: you uh, haven't thrown a touchdown in three games, and your team's on a three-game skid. <laughs> do you think? Do you think that the stuff off the field is affecting your play on the field? And that's not. Don't laugh at that question because I can see someone asking. As the that.
4: Buccaneers' PR <laughs> person, I would have you removed from the premises for that question. But I, I think I, I think that
5: I, question is relating to play on the field. So it's a how is that relating
4: to play on the field? You, because he's not performing on the field. By opening up with you, you haven't thrown a touchdown in three you ask,
6: games. Would you, um, yeah. Would you ask I'm some, would,
4: I am just asking
5: Would questions. you
6: ask somebody whose mom was sick the same question? No. Dun, dun, dun. So, so I mean, why I mean, that's also off the field. It's affecting him. Why is that any So I I think my answer is I, I,
5: Remember my, I said I, I didn't I think he should get the space he needs. I, no, no. I'm not I you, just he came came at
6: me very very tough so you are the face of it right now because you brought it up <laughs> i think i think ultimately that specific question i mean it's probably it, i could see it being asked unfortunately is it off limits i don't i i feel like that is like up to the line right there anything beyond that you know i think is 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 off limits in so, terms of asking tom you've lost three games in a row is there
5: anything in your head that you're maybe blocking you from getting a win?
4: I, I, I think all of those. <laughs> he didn't are ask really, about the divorce. I think those are awful questions. He didn't they they are awful it. questions. I, I would hope that nobody asks oh, that. Oh, I
5: guarantee but... you someone's going to try to ask something like well, that. At so some Tom point. Brady, Unless the, the Buccaneers media or people are. Yes, have the person removed. Frisking
4: you before you get
5: in there. For have, the people, have the people people. Re- how would
4: frisking you come, help I you What are know. your questions? Have <laughs> them show re- me
5: your questions.
4: Have frisking. them removed and put into a locked room with you. Is what <laughs> needs to happen if you ask right, that Chris. question. The, the only way I think you can approach it if you're at the media is to try to be nice about it. Ask, how you doing? How you doing? I mean, that to me. <laughs>
5: what's,
4: what's, what is going on right now? Why are you laughing so
5: because hard? Because that that was a great question. <laughs> are you in your what? feels right now? <laughs> somebody's no. It feels like you're in your feels <laughs> oh, right now. I'm actually not. Uh, just trying to have fun on a Friday, guys. Chris, go ahead. I'm done. (laughs) (laughs) I don't have anything done. Number one. Former Padre, and I believe, uh, Tony, you know this guy pretty well. Mike Cameron. Mike Cram, yes. Yeah, he uh, tweeted something earlier today I thought was kind of funny. He tweeted. 186, 15, 45 gets you on the Silver Slugger list, and he has the little thinking emoji. Who who doing the voting nowadays with the crying emoji? And said they used to tell me, "quote You can't. You want to win an award, then you got to do something special for five to six months because it's some bad mother's plan," is what he he uh, um, tweeted out. He was talking about Astros catcher Martin Maldonado, who hit 186, hit 15 home runs and 45 RBIs. Even though he's probably not going to win, Chris, should a player with a sub-200 batting average be considered a finalist?
4: No, but Josh Bell is a finalist in the National League, and he hit less than 200 for the Padres once he came that over. That is
5: not the same. No, it's
4: not because same, he, had a, he had a
5: good season before he came he to had the had Padres. He had a pretty
4: good season before that. Juan Soto hit 240. He's a, he's a Silver Slugger finalist. I, yeah. I, you don't have to hit much anymore to be a Silver Slugger finalist, but they ought to cut it off at 200. I mean, please. I mean, Martín Maldonado is not even known for his hitting. He's a defensive-minded catcher. Uh, These awards are fun. Uh, They they create, you know, some conversation, but they're getting a little ridiculous. And, you know, once Manny Machado doesn't make finalists for a gold glove, it's hard for me to put a whole lot of stock in any of these right Mm -hmm. now. Uh, Tony, what do you think? Should a player with a sub-200 batting average be
6: considered a finalist? You know, my dad won a few of these. Um, And I've never actually known exactly how it's determined. Uh, It seems like it's voted on by coaches and managers. Yeah. And um, it's an accumulation of all offensive stats. Uh, I find it really difficult to believe. And I know Martin. I I played with him when he was a young young dude in, in the Brewers organization. Defensively, one of the best in the league, for sure. He should be up for a gold glove, all of that. But Silver Slugger is offense. Yes. And, I mean, just off the top of my head, and listen, he may not even end up winning the award. He may just be a finalist. Maybe, I haven't looked at the numbers, he's somewhere in the top three in offensive categories for catchers. I have no idea. That play every day. That's the other thing. Maybe that's also considered because it is overall, right? So yeah. um but I, I think ultimately Chris is right. I don't I and Mike Cam is right. It's hard for me to believe that do we know who the other finalists are, by the way? In I would think Alejandro yes. Kirk will probably well, yes. win it. He, he was, was the one, one guy that he he was hit over three
4: hundred in the American league for catchers. And so
6: yeah, maybe this is just he there just, weren't a he, lot
4: of guys that had big offensive years as catchers. Okay. So maybe yeah,
6: so maybe he fits in the finalists.
5: But, but
4: unfortunately, Martin Maldonado had about the same batting average as Austin Hedges and I just can't see Austin Hedges lugging a silver slugger bat around.
5: Here are the finalists for AL catcher. Alejandro Kirk, Sean Murphy, Cal Raleigh, Adley Rutschman, Salvador oh, Perez, and okay. Martin so Maldonado. So there's
6: there's six.
5: Yeah, there's six finalists. If, yeah.
6: awesome. So I, I I would guess that there aren't a whole bunch of good <laughs> offensive...
4: They shouldn't even call those guys finals. They should just call those everyday catchers. Those I mean, are all the everyday catchers I'm in the gonna American League. just going to randomly
5: click on Sean Murphy. 236. Jeez. Oh, wait. That's his career. I was like, what? He hit 46 home runs this year? No. no. He hit 250 this year with 18 home runs. So. Solid. Yeah, that is pretty solid.
6: Solid. Better than 186, 15, and 45. So, I mean, maybe he's just a finalist. I don't have a problem with him being a finalist. Now, if he wins the award, let's have this <laughs> conversation.
4: All right. Man, that was a fun big five, everybody. Chris? What do you have to say? Well, you've had three big fives that were kind of subpar in a row. Is there anything in your outside world bothering you? That's Actually, you yes, yes. Yes, yes, there is, Chris. Thank you for asking. <laughs> you know, you're
5: such a great media member for caring about my feelings. I'm not going to tell you what's bothering me, but thank you for asking. You're welcome. All right. More Gwen and Chris when we get back 97.3 The Fan.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance.